Well, hello, and welcome back to Unmasked. My name is Alex, and I am your host. I'm super, super excited for you guys to hear this episode today. We get to sit down and talk to someone who I am glad to be able to call a friend now, my buddy Donald, who is one of the most creative and interesting people I have so far ever met in my entire life. He tailors and creates some of the most insane and extravagant suits that that you've ever seen and among many other things. Uh, He has had an insane journey to get to where he's at today, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So with all that being said, please enjoy my buddy Donald. Unmasked. Awesome. We are rolling. Okay. Awesome. How are you, my friend? Long, it's been a long um, 2023, but yeah? it's been a journey. I'm excited. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What's been long about it? Um, you know, unfortunately, I had a great guy. He was my mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, brought me to Arizona. Met all these wonderful people. All these great um, experiences. Uh, transformed my life. Um, unfortunately, he passed away. Oh, uh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. yeah, he had cancer. And, um, yeah, he brought me here from Texas. I'm originally from Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm a native there. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I worked in... Uh, uh, computer uh, in the computer field, and uh, yeah, he he's been my mentor since I graduated college. So wow, uh, yeah, it was that was pretty tough. So so, uh, so tomorrow, you know, is uh, going home, uh, you know, uh, service, you know. So gotcha. How'd you uh, meet him in the first place? Uh, at, at my first job, computer job. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, the CMO of the company. Yeah, he took a liking to me, and uh, yeah, and uh, we built a great relationship. And uh, he was like, hey. I'm going to be taking the director job working with GoDaddy. Come with me. And I was like, you want to leave everything by? And he was like, yeah, I want you to leave everything. And I was like, Arizona? Like, yeah, Arizona. <laughs> and um, yeah, and that kind of started, you. yeah, that kind of started um, my fashion journey. I knew somebody also here previously. Um, she was with Phoenix Fashion Week. And that's kind of where I got, began like this. Really? Yeah, yeah. And prior to that, I was always a fashion blogger before I even got into fashion. So I've always been into it, always been yeah. a snazzy dresser, but, you know, I would have never dreamed that I'd actually be designing clothes for real. So yeah, it's pretty cool. That's that's crazy. So you went from working in like a tech industry, mm-hmm. like with computers, yeah. to the fashion stuff. Mm-hmm. So did he help like bridge that gap then between? No, just exposure. Two? You know, just being in the right place at the right time. You know, they say there's a six degree of separation. I think in the 21st century, I would say I would say it's three. Mm-hmm. So now it's because of social media, LinkedIn, things like that, Instagram. Right. There's no longer six degrees now. It's really three. Explain that a little bit more. So, back, you know, there's a there's a theory, right? That to get to the person that you want to talk to, it's usually by six people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, let's say you wanted to connect with the president or something. There's all you, there's really um, six people that you would need to connect with, and you actually have a direct connection with that person. I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. The six degrees of separation. Yep. I, Check it out. Wow. Check I'll have out. to look into that. It's yeah, really I, cool. That's yeah. true. It's a rule. It's cool. It's cool that you mentioned that too, because I know that there's been a lot of people in my life specifically mm-hmm. that I would have never have thought I would have connected with. Right. Whether it be music artists, whether mm-hmm. it be uh, just high end entrepreneurs or anything like that, and it, it's crazy of how little connections or how little people do stand between you and that person. Correct. It just takes like meeting this one guy, and then they know this guy. But then mm-hmm. you just have to know how to network through it. You have to know how to climb the ladder a little bit, not be afraid to be like, hey, sure. if you know this kind of person that can do this, that'd be cool if you can 
connected because like one person could be like, oh, I mean, I used to be in this industry, so right. I, I know a lot of people in that industry. I'm not in it anymore, which right. is why you're meeting me at a cafe or something. Right. But I used to be in here, so if you're interested in X field, I know like four people still in that field that I can connect you to, and if you can get good connections with them, and like it's all about just who you know and marketing and stuff. Yep, your 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 net worth is your network. Absolutely. So, that's true. so I really like you. Really got to optimize that. Critical. Yeah. Yep. That's insane. Yep. Yep. So how long was he your mentor for? Oh, uh, almost over eleven years. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So hit pretty hard. You know. So yeah. you know. So tomorrow's gonna be rough, but you know, still standing and uh, yeah. dealing with that. Um, so I've been kind of like in like in a, in a, in a fog, you know, in yeah. a cloud, uh, yeah, especially, you know, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm logical first, right. creative second. So, um, right. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't get the warm and fuzzies when I'm like, Oh man, I'm making a new design. <laughs> I'm thinking about, I'm exploding the design from a reverse engineering aspect where how can we sell this? Who are we targeting? And that's how I think when I make right. clothes, I make them very intentionally. Yeah. Um, so even everything I do is very strategic. So it's not like random. So yeah. it's very much on purpose, and uh, I always uh, what I've learned in my journey as uh, being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. is a king is only as wise as a council. Ooh, I mm-hmm. like that. Okay, you're True. you're full of all like the best quotes here. <laughs> I like that. But I apply them, you know. Yeah. Again, again, you know, wisdom wisdom is just words unless executed upon. Oh, hundred percent. You know, so you people learn see things. We have the most powerful supercomputers in our back pocket, which is our cell phones, right? Yeah. We got Open Chat GPT out here, all this crazy stuff. Our, you know, uh, Alexa, you know, anything you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I think, but it's what's what's going on. It's too much information, too much access. And again, like I said, it's, uh, the the captain, the ship is only as good as his captain. Right. So you can have the best crew, the perfect seas, the perfect sails, all the rations. You could have everything perfect, but if the captain doesn't know really how to manage the ship, you yeah. know how to steer the ship. The ship's not going to really make it to its destination. But it's also vice versa too, because mm-hmm. if you have a really shitty captain, yeah, but you have a really good crew, then you're still kind of in the same boat. I mean, if you don't have the best leadership, no one's going to know like which direction to follow. You could sure. be having certain people that aren't put in the right spot. You can mm-hmm. have someone that's really good at analytics, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, why are you in the boiler room? Mm-hmm. And you can have someone who's really good at mapping stars or mapping sure. direction. But, and, don't have to, but how to, it's like, a, it's yeah. like, it's like a, having a symphony. You know, being the orchestra leader, right? Right. It, it, it the symphony only works if the orchestra leader keeps everybody in sync. Yeah. And that's the same thing with being a captain. So absolutely, you might be the, like you said, going to your point. Yeah. You might be a great person, astrologer, like you can nap out the guy, but everybody has to be in harmonious, uh, have the same single mindset. You know. Yeah. And absolutely. also, also having that discipline. You know what I mean? To keep things in line. It's, it's, it is a lot. You know, coming at you. So yeah. Day to day, for me. So for those of those who don't know who you are, uh-huh. um, I, I kind of want to, I, I liked, um, I like how some people give like introductions for the person, okay. but I also like how people kind of explain themselves. So okay. for those who have no idea who you are, what your brand is, what your company is or anything, can you give like a little elevator speech or like a little yeah. bit of an like yeah. introduction of who you um, are? My name is uh, JC Donaldson. I'm the founder and designer. Or I like to call myself the fashion architect mm-hmm. of two brands, actually, uh, well, now three. Um, House of Donaldson, mm-hmm. uh, where we deliver confidence through custom luxury, because you're the masterpiece. We add, we add the details. Um, that we specialize in men's and women's contemporary clothing. That includes suits, dresses, uh, dress shirts, accessories, as well as uh, shoes. Ooh. Um, and leather goods as well. Yeah. Um, and then we have our sub-brand called Donaldson, which we're going to market. 
We'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, um, yeah, you can't know, wait. Um, which is new. Um, and then we also have being dapper, where, which I was known for, right? Where you know, being, being dapper. dapper is a lifestyle, yeah. right? And where we design dashing apparel for the modern man. So that's our ready to wear uh, a brand. You know, where we where I first started back in eighteen when I launched my collection. So we started there, and then House Donaldson has been around for a couple of years now. It's more very established, but yeah. I figured out where my who my target demographic. I figured out what I wanted to sell, and that's that was critical. Okay, so w- what was the first brand that kind of launched being everything? Dapper. Being dapper, mm-hmm. okay. And what was the process of launching that com- company for Man, you? Man, listen, I went to Phoenix Fashion Week again. My mentor brought me out here in uh, 14, saw it. I was taking little pictures. I was doing my little blog. I would travel around the world. I would have like, yo, this is JC. This is the Being Dapper show. It was like an impromptu. Set up a little <laughs> raggedy tripod. Yeah. Have a little camera out, uh, run and shoot, or my actual cell phone. Um, and then I would film. And what the, the, the purpose of Being Dapper was to tell uh, men, bachelors, it's okay to travel by yourself. Yeah, it's important that you learn etiquette. It's all. It's always about how you uh, how you appear. Is appearance is important. Absolutely. And most you know, and more importantly, uh, also financial literacy. How to save. Just little, just little tips and tricks, right? Yeah. You know, guys are looking for guidance. I'm not trying to be anybody's dad by any means, but yeah. I felt like it was needed, right? And then, um, then I went to Phoenix Fashion Week in 14. I had that. I started the blog in 2011, and three years later, I'm at you know moved here, established. Again, this happens in Arizona, and uh, I saw Phoenix Fashion Week. So they, this lady named Kim, she comes up to me. She's like, "Oh, you want to be a part of the boot camp program? Well, look at this pamphlet I threw in the trash." I was like, <laughs> "I'm not trying to do any of that. Like, I don't know how to do that. Like, yeah. leave me alone. Like, I just want to blog him and left in peace. I didn't know anybody. I was scared. You know, right. I was kind of by myself, right? right, in my own zone. Uh, Fifteen comes, come back again. She's like, "Oh, you came back. You know, I was like, "Yep, I just want to be. Blog- I want to blog. Yeah, and, and you know, kind of like." You know, I looked at it a little bit longer this time, and it still threw it in the trash. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then oh, man. 16 happened where I was like, you know what? I'm thinking, I was thinking about it. I made these things. I'm not wearing one, but I made the flower lapel. And I, I, I bought some, and then I reverse engineered it. I said, you know what? I can make these. So I made a couple and then went down down to Brothers Taylor's at North Phoenix. And it was like oh, I was super hot at this, this cheap, cheap. Uh, polyester suit I was burning up it had to be 110 out there I promise to God mm. and I was like hey I got these flower <laughs> was so it was terrible and the guy looked at me like looked me up and down you know I'm in a fine Ben's you know custom suit store yeah. you know, but I'm on my heart's pumping I'm like I'm gonna try to attempt to you know sell the I mean, I'm still working my day job working yeah. in technology and um, I want to try to sell this thing and uh, he was like, give me one second. He's just kind of laughing and chuckling. He talked to his dad. He's like, you know, we don't have any accessories. He's like, perfect timing. He will take 200. No. I, I was like, 200. Oh, wow. 200. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to make. I was like, yes. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to make these. But I'm gonna, I, I just took the order, bro. Honestly, you kind of just got to jump to the deep end sometimes. I jumped in the deep end. If and you then. get too nervous and like, oh, man, I don't have that. And you're like, oh, give me a little bit. It's like, sometimes you just got to be like, you know what? I'm gonna throw the lure out, and then whatever bites oh, bites, and I'll figure out. How I, to roll I hit it. like six stores gathering materials, and then all weekend long, with after my nine to five, I burn my hand on glue sticks and trying to assemble these things. And I did. Yeah. I assembled them. I was very proud of that. Um, still got footage of that, and then gave them to him. And I was like, he was like, okay, cool. And them things sold like in a month. They were out of here, bro. No it's, way. So like hotcakes. So was it like a whole? T- Wholesale versus retail relationship. Yeah, you I learned that was my them? first. That was my first rodeo. You know, learn, okay. learn the numbers and like learn the cost of goods sold. Like you know, I'm, you know, I went to uh, Texas A and M. 
have a degree, a business degree in marketing. So I understand like, you know, business math and how that works. Yeah. So I already knew like how to do it. Right. Uh, my capstone class class is hilarious. I actually, my, my last class in college was how to run a shoe factory. Really? Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? The universe, <laughs> was, universe is funny, right? Yeah. It, it, the universe was already doing all this crazy stuff like before I became a designer. That's like, you're going to become a designer. You don't know it yet, but you're going to do it. We're going to keep putting little things in your way to, to get to guide you to the ultimate goal, which is becoming a designer. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then from there, I was like, cool. So we had a relationship. I would go to like Churchill, smoke cigars, and I would see guys wearing my lapels. I was very proud of that. I was like, oh, you'd see them like yeah, wearing your, wearing your men, products. Men wearing my stuff, and it was really Ooh, cool. That's got to feel good. Yeah, we were selling metal. We went from flowers that I had metal lapels. I made those using the special epoxy. Mm-hmm. Then, um, then I started making T-shirts, and it was called the Gentleman's T-shirt. It was called, and then we that was but being dapper was kind of literally like soft launch. I go pop up shops, and mm-hmm. I literally came out with the T-shirts at Nombro. The word, the way, reason why it was a gentleman's T-shirt was you could wear it with a uh, a blazer, hmm. the V-neck, so you have this really cool graphic, but you also could be kind of smart casual. Oh. that was a trick. Yeah, yep. And, and uh, did was that a hot product for you as well? Yeah, we go and we would sell the product. I only had two or three designs: the Nabro shirt originally. I think one just said Dapper, and then I had my little being Dapper um, sweaters. And I did my first collection, the ASU gym. At a hair show of all places. Really? I, I, I grabbed models off the campus. It was crazy. Like, people didn't show up, but my, the guys that showed up were awesome. Mm. I appreciate them for that to this day, um, really standing in the gap for me on that. And um, then I was just more encouraged. So then, by, and I kept going to Phoenix Fashion Week. I think on that year, uh, 16, I did keep the pamphlet this time. So mm. I put it in my pocket, right? Yeah. And then 17, I, got with, I was with some friends. I was like, yeah. I was drunk. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be on that stage, man." <laughs> and they were like, "You're drunk. Sit down. You're 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 wasted, bro." Yeah. And I was serious though. Now was now I was taking it serious. So I was I had the courage now. Right. You know, two years later, you know, from you know, fourteen to seventeen, almost three years, right? Right. And then uh, I applied. It was very organized. My mom and dad are also entrepreneurs. They own a graphic design firm. Okay. So design really does come easily to where it makes sense. My mom has a degree in graphic design from University of North Texas, and so does my father has a degree in business. So. Like having the creative eyes easy, putting yeah. colors and stuff together is cake. So, put my little um, application in there, submitted it. They accepted me, went into the program, and they absolutely hated being dapper. <laughs> no, <laughs> bro, bro, it was it was bad. They were like, "How can you have a brand called Being Dapper when you got T-shirts?" <laughs> and I was upset because I was like, "Arizona's so casual; they wouldn't yeah. understand like suiting and." You right. know, uh, waistcoats and top coats. They, they, I don't. It's just when I got here, it was too chill. Right. You know, and then um, Brian uh, Hill, director of Phoenix Fashion Week, worked with me, and I made a, a, a very pinnacle decision. Uh, in the in the middle of boot camp, I decided I was going to go from street streetwear, which is suicide, in the, like six weeks. This is six weeks to runway, mm. and move my classification to contemporary. He was like, "That's a death wish." You know what I mean? Like he's like, I was like, dude, I've already paid the money for the boot camp. I got this. And then yeah. I, that was another. There's another milestone of confidence that I built. You know, it was like, okay, I can do this. So literally in six weeks, I scrambled and built insane collection in ten weeks. I don't even. I don't even know. I don't know how I did it. Really? It's a blur. It was nuts. Like the collection came out and people was were blown away. Like their faces like melted off. I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah. We opened the opened my collection 18 October. With uh, a classical violinist, uh, shout out to Jonathan. He opened it up, begged him, 
uh, to do it. He did it pro bono. I said, man, you don't get exposure. I didn't have any money. You know, I was yeah. broke. And um, he was like, okay. You know, he, he went ahead and did it. Yeah. And uh, he opened it up with Drake's God's, God's Plan on a violin. So my parents were there. And uh, and uh, people went crazy after the, he opened the show, and then my collection comes out, Dang. and it's like this smart casual, just like as I, as I dreamt it up. It's like dress shirts. Um, we had some shorts, and then we mm-hmm. had, and then it, it, it builds, and then so towards the end, now we have full custom suits. Then we have uh, varsity jackets, yeah, and then we have this beautiful um, tuxedo that comes out on the end. It's incredible, like so ten pieces, but just just. You know, even Phoenix Fashion Week said, "Wow, you know that you really—that's extreme change." Like, yeah, and especially from like quick. the streetwear type of stuff to that—that's got to be like a full one eighty. It's a full one eighty. Yeah. Dang. So, did you always want to be more in the contemporary field, or did you? Was that kind of like a last-minute decision for you? Uh, it was in my heart. I always wanted to do it, but I was really worried in the environment that I'm in. You know, this is a very resort wear retiree. Um, everybody's excuses. They don't want to dress up. It's too hot. Yeah. And so, I really didn't want to do that. I thought I was going to be rejected. People were going to laugh at me. Um, I didn't think it was going to sell. I didn't think anybody would want it. So that's the reason why I was really reluctant to launch it. You know, I didn't want to really walk in. I call it my purpose-driven life. I don't want to yeah. walk into that. Um, and I, so I ran. You know, I ran away from my destiny. So mm. I tried to try to blend in because there's an old saying: you blend in. You'll, you'll be forgotten. If you stand out, you'll be remembered. Absolutely. Yeah. So with having all those doubts and stuff in your head, what was the triggering thought that was like, you know what? Screw these like thoughts of mm-hmm. failure, thoughts that I'm not going to be able to do it. Like, How did you get over that hump of not doing it at first because of all these doubts to, you know what, just jumping in the deep end, just like screw it and going for it? Well, I mean, for me, I um, it was just like I was just kind of tired of the – that you know, just the just the the doubters, right? In the mm. program, you know, I was tired of it, and I was just like, you know what? Let's go. You know what I mean? Let, let's okay. let's 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 bet let's, let's bet it all. You know yeah. what I mean? It was kind of like a, it was like a hail mary. You know, we were I just throw it. Let's go. You know, the runways are. You know, the boot camp it was expensive. You know, it's an investment to learn right. how to become the learn about the business of fashion. The the program pretty much is really great because it teaches you basically the disciplines of because it's not just like being a designer it's really yeah. running the business and i was a, i was also a seasoned entrepreneur i had another business when i was in my in college i was paying my way through school it's called the concierge touch so i already had been doing this <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah oh, right see that's the, that's my parents that's yeah. my parents right marketing you know and yeah. graphic design so i had a business it was called the concierge touch and had like seven employees and it was like guys really? oh yeah bro oh yes oh yes bro so what, ha- what happened to that business? That, that shut down. I mean, after I had moved out of, um, you know, moved out of Texas, but it was great. It served me well. It gave me a great lifestyle. Yeah. I was able to pay a lot of my tuition cash, which is crazy. Uh, lived a lived, yeah, very comfortable life. So like, you know, I was, you know, in my in my twenties, living in like townhomes, driving luxury <laughs> cars. People kind of look and give me the side eye a lot of times. Like, what does this guy do? You know. But that was legit. You know. Yeah. Um I, I worked hard. I worked, you know, six days a week. Uh, mm-hmm. Worked in the service industry, so you know I would do like my business was doing like the, the max. It was twelve hours, and I was like making like take home cash like twelve hundred, fourteen hundred. That ain't bad for a twenty year old. Twelve hundred, fourteen hundred is that a day or is that? That's a weekend. It's only twelve hours of work though. <laughs> Bro, so you're getting paid like a thousand dollars a day or a thousand dollars an hour? No, yeah, no, a week, a week. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A thousand dollars below, a thousand dollars a week. You know, oh to, and that's part time. And then you now I'm still clocking and doing my full time job too. 
So I was like, yeah, straight killing it. I wanted more because during that time, I was actually even trying to go to real estate school yeah. you know, on top of all of that. Really? But then I was doing the time of the recession. Yep. Oh, so you know man. how that went. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there was none of that. But that as the recession happened, it's like economics, right? As depression is kind of messed up, when depression leans in, what do people do? They use escape. Yeah. So more people were going to the nightclubs. More people were spending money they didn't have. Yeah. So I'm making I'm making money like like the bank, brother. Mint. I'm mean, just <laughs> killing it. Final four. I mean, I would do New Year's there. I hated doing New Year's, but New Year's would, would help me. Literally, I could do a New Year's weekend, and I would have enough to pay my college tuition for the semester in a weekend. So what was the com- like? What was what were you selling or doing in this company? Believe it or not, it was the bathroom attendant. Yes, Bath? I was the bathroom guy. That's what the concession I, or the uh, the, the touch? touch was. Yeah, we had, had different guys in different bathrooms around the city doing this, but it was the, the way I did it was totally different. Me as a CEO, I always all wore an all white, beautiful linen Joseph Abova suit. I had the humidor set up, high end premium cologne, cigar cutters, everything was set. Then I copied that program. I had uniforms. Every guy had a Kenneth Cole suit, white pocket square, four established colognes. And then they bought back their kit and they paid a leasing fee to borrow the restroom. They would have a flat rate that they would pay me every weekend where it was like $25, $40 a day, but it would add up. So if you think about it, let's say it's, I don't know, five guys working for you per day. Right. You know what I mean? And they're paying out. Forty bucks. That's that's a couple hundred dollars. That's a couple hundred dollars. You know. So then you have your own. You're being a bathroom attendant that night. You're working. Yeah. You pull in another three, four. You know, and then they pay your their leasing fee. You know, let's just say two hundred. I get two hundred dollars that day on Friday, and then I pour it in three. I make five. Damn. And then I do that. I would do that. You know, three times. So you think about that. So that's two. Let's say all these guys are working six hundred dollars passive. Not even not even lifting a finger. And then I'm pulling in probably for myself about eleven hundred, so it can be like seventeen some some weeks. It could be around you know thousand twelve for just working. What was it ten thirty two was the shift? Went bad, went bad at all. Dang, yeah, yeah bro. And obviously they're working like off of tips and stuff, right? Yep, everybody worked on tips and right flat fees. Then they had they signed ten ninety nines. We they used to do in, in college. They would have me stand up and I would talk about the business, and they would actually they would they would. I would do PowerPoint presentations on how effective it was, and people and my accountants were. I had professional CPAs the whole nine, bro. It was the really? legit, yeah, legit business, like, like real, like website, the whole, yeah, dude, real deal, bro. Like, it, people were like, "This is crazy." <laughs> like, see, that's one of the few careers that, like, obviously in like high end hotels or mm-hmm. restaurants or something, you see something like that, but you don't even realize the business behind it. How did you find the business behind it? Uh, guy, I worked for a guy. Um, what ended up happening was they broke. The contract, they got tired of that company. Um, they said, what do you want to do? We like you. We don't like them. What do you want to do? And it was just business. It wasn't personal. They were, I was like, I'll stay. Yeah. And that's how it got started. So I had, they, I oh, broke. so you were working for another company mm-hmm. that was doing that. Mm-hmm. And was, they just liked you instead. And yeah, they like, cut. And then, then so from that, you know, I had to make a business decision. I was like, can't continue to stay loyal to this company. Yeah. And, or... They are they they don't because they don't they they didn't want the company working. I don't know what they were doing, but they just they had a they just fell out, and um, so they picked me up. They said, "Man, you work here, keep all your tips, do your thing. We love your style. Show up in a white suit, you're professional, you're on time. We love that. So yeah. keep doing what you're doing. So and that we know that you're in college. You know you're an honest kid. You're doing your yeah. thing. So with my the secret was I had again business is um, business is war, and you have to in order to win the war 
you're going to have to come with battle strategy. Mm-hmm. I was losing with my employees because I didn't fire in the right employees. So I hired, I started hiring military guys. Problem solved. Oh, because they already had that discipline there. They had that my dad's ex-military. He was in since 95. He retired in 2020. I remember my dad, you know, that's what, that's, I knew, I, he instilled that in me. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's the secret. So there was, uh, there was our base there. Those guys are not doing anything, but, you know, drinking with their friends, you right. know, kicking it. And I was like, come with me, make some extra money. They can come off base. You know, it was perfect. Perfect. It was, it was a match made in heaven. And they're, they're making a couple hundred dollars in their pocket for Bingo. easy work. Just sitting there, just sitting there. Because usually they, they, those kind of guys uh, go to like security jobs and stuff. And this is making them more. That. And like obviously they make some money, but they got to deal with some bullshit being a security guard. They got to deal with all the drunk mm-hmm. assholes. They got to deal with mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. They got to deal with you still, that. You still deal with that, but you have security within. Yeah. The, and also the managers also had them sign an agreement. So it was two agreements. So we had a non-compete, an NDA. Yeah, non-compete NDA, and then there was a general agreement of what the concierge touch was going to do. If employees got drunk, they were late, they were automatically terminated. If if I had your driver license, social security number, all that stuff. Yeah. Um. So it was on the up and up. It was all dedicated on the iPad. I had DocuSign before you blew up. Dang. It was hardcore, dog. And I'm, I'm a pl- no no games, man. A very very like tight business. So guys yeah. tried to take clothes from me. I was thought to pull up. He said, hey, man, nothing personal. I said, no, it's, it's, it's totally personal, but this is business. Let me show you how we do that. Showed up, pulled up, had the iPad, too, yeah. at the time. Pulled up, put it in, and said, you signed this and this. Read clause uh, section A, slip clause B. And he's like, he's like, this is it. And then I, re- I, would, I would bring the manager in. And I was like, so you can now pack up and go home. See ya. And leave the bag, too. That's also in your in your agreement that you can't take the clothes with you. That's no limit. See ya. IOS, I didn't play, and I still don't play. Yeah, you know. Well, uh, you, I, it's you a different game like now. It's a different game we're yeah. playing now. It's like a whole new level. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dang. So who who taught you all the stuff in business then? School parents watch them do their thing, um, okay. teaching them. You know, we're still. I'm still learning. I'm still. A, I'm still a student. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm always still always trying to learn. Student. Always a student. You know. Um, you know. Never. Always. Always trying to iron trappers iron. Always reading books. Always trying to. You know. Build my repertoire of wisdom, you know. Seeking yeah. out, I pay like for House of Donaldson before we launched it. We had seven months. Uh, good friend of mine, now he's my consultant, Spark Partners. Shout out to them. They really helped to set the structure up for House of Donaldson. Uh, Manny Terrian was amazing um, and was huge in implementing the structure of how House of Donaldson is going to operate. Because being dapper, no, I'm not going to lie, we were throwing spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks. It was okay. Yeah. I had the I had the formulas from Phoenix Fashion Week. Well, we really needed to drill down a little bit deeper mm-hmm. and um you know really if we're going to go into the high luxury well, like what i sell is quiet luxury then we we had to get a consultant in there so we we, we spent seven months with a consultant then we launched got everything only up and up and then started crushing it plus i also was enrolled into the see me grant program which is amazing uh for two years i was in that program and they helped uh with financial literacy getting funded from a bank um, also, they also gave me a lot of opportunities to now, uh, now I, I'm in the airport now. Um, really? You know, yeah, yeah. We, I, I go, I do the merchandising this weekend or next week. We do the merchandise. I have two stores in route and travel outfitters now. Yep. Wow. Yep. Terminal three and four. Yep. And yep. is that like all like the suits and stuff? That you're no, um, it's actually, it's actually uh, the leather goods here. Um, yeah, let, let's see, let's yeah. see what this guy is. You brought yeah. you brought something good in, and yeah, I know so you were, you were telling me here. about it. So they bought they bought a couple of different items here. So we got a luggage tag, 
So I oh, came wow. up, I went back to the accessories. I went back to the formula, you know, uh, accessories. Yeah. Uh, they don't they don't let you down, you know. I um, I uh, went to that because during the uh, pandemic, yep, during the pandemic, um, there was, um, yeah, it comes with a little dust cover right here. Oh, so that's too cool. You know, a nice little box, you know. So Donaldson is a, is a starter are ready to wear. And we also we also collaborate uh, with um, with corporations now as well with the Donaldson line. So okay. we make uh, backpacks, briefcases, passport books, card holders, wallets, and luggage tags, um, and just really uh, they're 100% leather. And I wanted mm. to give us something premium yeah. where, you know, you go into like, I'm not knocking any other brands out there, but yeah. a lot of times made out of vinyl and it just breaks apart. And especially yeah. with the heat, it just starts peeling, it just looks bad. Um, and we came up with this during the pandemic because no one was really buying suits. Everything was all messed up. Yeah. So I came up with the accessory. While we were while I was building out the infrastructure for Don House of Donaldson, I said, you know what? Here's a bonus. So we came up with Donaldson. So that's what we're going to market with. And that's going to be, this is the beginning of more products to come. Mm. But I always start with the accessories. Yeah. Get, a, get a hold of that. And then we kind of build out. We start small and then build larger. That's kind of what I did with House of Donaldson because being dapper, we started first yeah. with the flower lapels, then t-shirts, then ready to wear, and then went back into figuring out how to do the custom part. And the custom clothes are great because, um, you know, we can do high luxury. Um, next week, I'm uh, going to go to Italy to, yeah, set oh, wow. up trade, yeah, set up trade um, with uh, more of the meals over there to have better premium products, working on better best practices and on how we deal with our customers. Um, you know, it's the first time getting a uh, custom suit. What's what, what you expect from me? What is to be expected and how the process works? But some people don't really know how that works. I have a team of master tailors and seamstresses at my at my helm mm -hmm. uh, to help me with that and embroiderers. That's why it's called House of Donaldson because it's a fashion house. Gotcha. So I'm just the I'm just the, the architect. I'm not the cut and sew man, but yeah. I make it look good, put it together. So yep. you kind of like make like the first prototype and kind of just mm -hmm. make we the sketch, first we sketch thing. it out. We do the we do the uh, brainstorming and yeah. figure out what you want. Learn where you live, what you do, what's your profession, why do you want to wear the suit, where yeah. do you wear the suit, what would you do in the suit, etc. Okay. It's more, yeah. Again, it's more of a lifestyle thing. We're being dapper. We're revamping that. Where it's going to be more of a haberdashery. So it's going to have all types of just ready to wear items on there, so mm. guys can purchase on on a situation, uh, whatever. If you got to go to a wedding or job interview, we'll have a bunch of items set for that. Yeah. Well, but so House Donaldson will remain custom. And then Donaldson will be our ready-to-wear brand for the sub-brand for House of Donaldson. Be where it'll be like, again, high-end, like luxury goods yeah. and things of that nature. Okay. You want anything custom, again, House of Donaldson. Yeah. Okay, cool. So this is such like a niche market, though. Mm -hmm. Like, out of all the people and entrepreneurs that I've even met in Phoenix, you're the only person that I've met so far met that has like specialized in something like this. Mm -hmm. What... Was there a specific thing that triggered this specific niche for you? Well, I learned, I learned, you know, be, don't be the cheapest guy. Yeah. You know, bring quality over, you know, quality over quantity. You know, it's, it's, um, I feel, uh, I want certain items on me. Yeah. I know that I'm not the, I don't really like polyester suits because they're hot, right? Yeah. So don't make them. Yeah. You know, um, you know, but there's a, there's, that's nothing wrong with polyester. Yeah. There's a time and place for it. Right. You know, so if, if it's a young guy, let's say he's the demographic, he's like 18 to like 26 or something. And he needs a suit just to get ready for, for an interview. Yeah. Going down to being dapper. I got you. You know, if you want to, if you want to take it to a neck to the next level, eventually we'll offer semi custom fits then Donaldson, but that'd be more of the retail play. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just kind of figuring out. Where is my, you know, target demographic? Who are they? What do they do? 
um, and what, what, what matters, what, where they value. So right. that's really how I came up with that, you know, and it, it, it makes sense. And so far, so good. Yeah, you're gonna any business is gonna have a little ups and downs. Yeah. But other than that, you know, we're we're definitely adding on value. I went to I was in Portugal. Um, that's actually where our facilities is. Uh, we have a global infrastructure. Yeah. Global wow. infrastructure. We make shoes. The shoes that I'm wearing. I made these. Uh, we made Ooh, these. Clean. Yeah, we made these uh, in a 3D CAD model. Uh, we hand make them. They're handmade in Spain. Really. Yes. Yep. Dang. Yep. So like everything, pretty much. That you run is all about just like living like luxury kind of or like yeah well I mean it could be that. yeah it just it, it, you know I always say I want to say I, I would say dress how you want to be addressed yeah you know but I would say no I wouldn't say that that's Tom Ford I would say dress for the impact that you're trying to receive that's a big thing that's that the yeah because I know there's obviously a lot of people are like oh I don't get why business people always have to wear suit and ties I remember growing up I used mm -hmm. to kind of be in that mindset of like. Why is it like a suit and tie? Why can't it just be a jeans and a t-shirt and stuff and doing yeah. all this? And obviously, yes, there are like Mark Zuckerberg and stuff. You'll see him in a t-shirt and jeans sure. or Steve Jobs. But, but, he's, but, but he's a billionaire. Exactly. And I'm also, I'm going to touch on that. I love that you brought that gentleman up. Yeah. When he has to go to Congress or he has to go to the, yeah, he has to go to the Senate, what is Mark Zuckerberg wearing then? A suit and tie. There you go. Yeah. Dress for the impact you're trying to receive. Exactly. Buddy rolls up there in a t-shirt and some jeans. They're really gonna get upset. Oh yeah, that is 100%. not the culture in, in Capitol Hill. They're not gonna play that. Yeah, and they say you, 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 even in court, right? Yeah, you're you're getting in front of the judge out of respect. There's a certain demeanor, and there's a time and place for it. You know, Absolutely. just know the time and the place. I feel like there's a there's a forced culture. Um, you know, I've I've seen it in Arizona where I'm gonna I'm going to wear this smart casual. I want you. I, I'm a millionaire. You. I want you to accept this. You don't have to. It's okay to spiff it, be spiffy a little bit. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I think there's sometimes when I first started in the business, even when I was wearing suits before I was a designer, yeah. there was a negative orientation with gentlemen wearing suits in AZ. Right. It was weird. And then now I'm starting to see, it's great to see that that started to pivot and change. And restaurants are saying, no, the culture is changing. Like, no, 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 yeah. you can't come up here. Because it also brings a certain familiar, uh, familiarity, brings contempt. So you, like me and let's say me and you were having fun. I said, "Hey man, let's go, you know, paint the town red and let's go to Maestro's." And you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah. Maestro's a nice restaurant, white tablecloth, right?" Right. Guy shows up in a hoodie. He gets a little wasted. So out being out of pocket, he comes to our tables and he starts disturbing us. Would you? You wouldn't really like that, would you? Hell no. Okay. So if you want that type of experience, you would go somewhere casual. Exactly. You can kick it yeah. in Old Town or something like that, right? right. You didn't come for that. But you came for a fine dining meal, somewhere quiet where you can. You know, relax. Yeah, and, and it's nice. It's dim. It's 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 uh it's spiffy, right? This is a sexy ambiance. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's that's why, like in Dallas, Fort Worth, no, no, they don't they don't they don't play that. Yeah, they don't play that. Matter of fact, it's in like some restaurants. It's in it's in bronze, no shirt, no tie, no service. Yeah, like that. And there's nothing wrong. It's good. That's good. Which honestly, I feel like there's also a connotation behind not only how you act, mm -hmm. but like. Okay, so especially in something like the rap industry. Yeah, yeah. When you see all these people that mm -hmm. are trying to make themselves look like they're rich instead of actually being rich. Like, they're the ones that will be like, oh, I'm going to wear – I'm not going to be a business suit. I'm, I'm going to wear jeans and a T-shirt, mm -hmm. but I'm going to make sure it's like a Gucci shirt or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of makes it to where it's like the false wealth type of thing mm -hmm. because when you talk to those truly financially successful people mm – -hmm. They're not trying to impress anybody at that point. They're not trying to flash the fact that they got money. 
And so that's why they choose to wear t-shirt and jeans because now watch they now, wa- now watch this though I'm yeah. gonna blow your mind yeah yeah they are wearing something called quiet luxury which is i that's what i designed yeah all right so we cut with a fabric called lori piani they call it the fabric of kings hmm. easily easily yeah uh, lori piani suit five thousand six thousand eight thousand skate ball you know eight grand it could be super expensive you wouldn't know it yeah but they believe in quality goods absolutely so it's a little bit more quieter now the difference is what you're talking about yeah we call that signaling items so when you're wearing Gucci, Chanel, it's flashy all over. But there are versions, Quiet Luxury, that yeah. Louis Vuitton makes. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's the inverted. It's the ultra expensive stuff that does not have Louis Vuitton on exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. So you see like the high-end runways. Those are the people. They're, they're, that's that's their buying. They're talking the one and a yeah. half percent, right? When those, right? So the, the little flashy stuff is for everybody else is trying to look. Exactly. It's like, hey, I can afford Gucci, so yeah. pay attention to me versus pay attention. Like, yep. this is a plain black shirt. It could be Gucci, it could be Louis Vuitton, it could be H&M. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Other than if you were to examine the quality, if you were to examine mm-hmm. everything about exactly. that. And that's one thing I super respect about like the fashion industry too yeah. because these high-end companies know how to kind of cater to both like wealth levels and stuff, to sure. those who are trying to act wealthy versus those who are wealthy. Because sure. obviously... Yes, you can find a billionaire that does wear Louis Vuitton, but you can also find some guy who is a SoundCloud rapper who's trying to make himself look good. And he's sure. like, hey, I have this thing. It says Louis to, Vuitton. To, to each his own. You know, um, uh, one of the rappers name, uh, it was Young Jeezy. He said, instead of owning chains, I own buildings. Exactly. So you have yeah. to change the mindset. And then really, again, it's the culture. Like like some guys, again, it goes it goes vice versa. Yeah. Uh, it pains me when you're a financial advisor showing up, you know, in uh, some casual stuff. I don't believe you. Yeah. This, this is in Scottsdale. That's normal. Yeah. Right? If you try to do that in Dallas or Chicago, probably won't work out too gonna, well for they're you. Not gonna they're not going to believe you. So, yeah. but, but again, it's accepted culture. Yeah. You know, be the change that you want to see. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's what, for me, that's kind of like, it's not, I'm not forcing it. It's like, I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. I, I really, really enjoy looking like a proper gentleman. But yes. I also learned real quick there has to be a middle ground with smart casual. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of have that, you know, um, you know, very, uh, you know, preppy kind of nice look. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you got some nice shorts and some chinos, uh, or you can wear some loafers with that, nice polo, Yeah, you know. You know it's the, it's the, more casual, call, but it's still. Yeah, it's called the old money look. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can, you can still do that. But, I mean, to each his own. You know, that's what you, is this how you express yourself? Right. I don't knock it. But whatever you do, it's marketing. Yeah. Just remember that. Whatever you're doing, you're, you're 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 saying something. You're trying to you're trying to say something. Yeah. You're, when people look at you, they're like, hmm. You know, it, it's some they're, they're they're trying to add it up. So they're saying like, you see a guy at Supreme or Louis Vuitton is super flashy. You automatically put a storyline in your head about who they right are. who they are. It could be right. Yeah. Or if I see a guy, you know, doesn't matter if he says, oh, I'm, I'm a multi billionaire and I I got my New Balances on. I'm like, you look crazy. You look. Yeah. You you know you what are you doing? I mean like. You know, in China, this is really interesting. China and their culture is interesting. They want you to know they made it. If you don't show that you have made it, they don't believe you. Really? Yes. And it's the like, car, everything, the lifestyle must it, it must align. Like yeah. they they were like, mm, you say you're a millionaire, you not live, you, you look it. bummy, you look too bummy, and 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 it's making me nervous. It looks you, you know because it's it's it it because there's a, and there's a it's okay to be conservative, you know, yeah. by no means. Conservative is a mindset and a lifestyle. Some people yeah. just generally like being low key. Yeah, that's cool. I don't knock the guy that's been extremely flashy. You got to find what works for you, mm-hmm. and that's fashion. 
Yeah. That's it. That's obviously there's an old saying, don't judge a book by its cover. Indeed. I'm gonna say though that's the biggest bullshit saying <laughs> I've ever heard because no matter what, psychologically, we always judge a book by its cover. That's how we protect ourselves. That's yep. how we mm-hmm. formulate of who's going to be the best person. Like, obviously, yes, there's going to be outliers in it. You sure. could find a billionaire sure. that's wearing new balances and sure. bands or all that kind of stuff. Sure. But if you do date back to lineage or you do kind of mm-hmm. take it back, yeah. typically those people are going to be in suits. And so you see someone in a suit. That's why you look at them like, hey, you look professional. I'm going to talk to you because you present yourself in a way that isn't sloppy, isn't like, oh... I don't actually make a lot of money versus if you see, typically if you see a guy with just like a hoodie and loafers on or with vans or something, you're, you're not going to immediately be like, oh, you probably make a lot of money or you probably are very successful in your field. And sure. so sure. it's perception is reality. Exactly. And that's yep. one of the reasons like mm-hmm. I never was into the whole sagging pants thing. No. It, for it's me, not, I was not, like, it, just, it doesn't. Yeah, it's the So, yeah. but again, for so, again, you are literally the environment that you're in. Yeah. Accepted culture. Absolutely. So um, you don't you know what you don't know. Yeah. You know, of course, I'm I, I aspire to be much more financial um, literate, you know, to right. understand. Right. But again, in order to do that, you got to kick it Absolutely. with the people that are, you know, they always there's like there's a you want to be around winners. So your wins don't sound like you're bragging. Yeah. So if you are around people that are always losing. Right. And they're yeah. like, yeah, you always braggadocious. It's like, no, because you're always losing, my boy. Like, yeah. that's really what's going on. Like, and that that's no fun. Kevin Hart even said it. He said, Man, it's no fun when you when you got all the money and your friends is broke. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that sucks. I mean, 100%. like you can't they, you guys can't do anything. You know, they're like, Hey man, I wanna go to Spain. Like, oh man, like here well, he goes. You start having these connotations like, are they starting to use me? Are they trying to are they looking at me different now? And like it starts kind no, of No, but you 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 gotta they everybody has, that's why you say your circle yeah. has to be on the same exactly. wavelength. Y'all gotta be y'all gotta y'all gotta be a you know what I'm saying, y'all gotta vibrate yeah. at a higher level. So if it's not that, then you need to remove yourself from that circle and then find a better one. And not that they're that they're fake or anything, but you're just gonna outgrow. That's just yeah. life. You know, and the same thing there. When you're exposed to something new, I met I met so many guys, you know, they come here from Chicago, Milwaukee, yeah. you know, especially like Chicago, super you know, like South South Chicago, uh, extremely dangerous, um, you know, very yeah. brutal, right? Uh Chirac. They come to Arizona like, whoa, this is nice, no crime. Like, yeah. and then they, there's a there's a hope, right? And now they can actually get around people that can lift them up. Yeah. When you're around all that negative energy all your life, and right. it's, so, it's so dangerous. You you it's gonna that's gonna do something to you, man. Oh, like, 100%. this will mess you up. <laughs> you're gonna be traumatized. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, so have empathy, you know, and because I, I don't know, you know what I mean. But you yeah. know, you but like it's it's for you to be the light. Yeah, you know that kind of how my mentor was. You know, um, I was doing well, but he said I can make you do better. Yeah, see, so like if, if you're open to it, if you're open to it, but you got to be open to it. You got to be open to be able to make to be the change. I'm, yeah. you know, it might take you some time, but you know, be, keep showing up. Hey, man, you know, I know you kick it in with uh, these guys, you know, or you know, ladies too, right? Yeah, don't don't post that. Right, you know, everything's not postable. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody picks up their phone, they look at your social media, like, oh, I thought he was. About this, yeah. What is this? You know, what I mean, it doesn't it doesn't align to what you said, who you said you were. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And people yeah, need to yeah. learn that too, because post culture is crazy. Like it's like whatever we get these likes, because the reward, the reward, um, the reward center in your brain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it goes off every time you get a like. It's like dopamine. It's it like goes the acceptance. Off. You're being accepted. Yeah, by it's addicting, right? Yeah. You're, but you're not. It's not that that acceptance is not making you wealthier. 
Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, you're so you're doing anything to get the like. Right. Anything. You know, you're scrutinizing your 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 character's now scrutinized, doing sketchy stuff. Yeah. Post is weird, you know. Yeah. You know, but again, if that's what you want them to remember, the internet's undefeated. Yeah. It's always <laughs> it is, it's undefeated. They yeah. archive all your data, all that kind of stuff at any moment when they can they can pull it right. and they can they can ruin you. So you have to be very careful what you're posting, what you're saying. Um, because they can use that to very, very much incriminate you. So you have to watch that. If you, if you feel like you got something, you got yeah. some, you got some, you got something special, and you're Absolutely. gonna be somebody. Don't. It's not worth it. There was also. I know that there's a big psychological aspect behind mm-hmm. how you dress and stuff too. Yes, because indeed. I'll have days to where I wake up and if I stay in my pajamas all day, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be lazy all day. I don't like even if I plan for it to be a super productive, energy filled day. Mm-hmm. If I'm not like forcing myself to be like okay you know I'm getting into, like that's why I like the work from home stuff didn't work for me because for me okay when I was working from home in the other in like the finance industry that I was in I'd okay. stay in pajamas but for that I'm, I'm not my workflow is not good my everything is just off because like yeah. I feel like changing outfits or presenting yourself in a certain way like that's why a lot of girls I've heard of like they'll put makeup on even if they're not going out there you go. Like, I want to feel good about myself exactly it brings you self-confidence exactly your energy levels if you can go out like in a suit to something like, like obviously the way you act in an interview is going to be different than how you talk to your friends but then you also dress different when you're going to an interview versus sometimes when you're talking to your friends sometimes yeah. I'm, I'm business 24 yeah. 7 yeah. you know that's how I'm, that's how i'm moving you know i'm, yeah. I'm uh, you know i'm i'm helping them i'm, I'm always i like enjoy i enjoy solving complex problems you yeah. know trying to figure it out research i'm like okay huh how can, how can we get across this huh yeah you know what is the issue you know, it's never, it doesn't mean no, it means next opportunity. Constantly Absolutely. pivoting, constantly when throwing that, and when people throw the bricks, you throw those bricks and you put them down, you make them steps to your success. That's how you do it. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't say, okay, cool, grab a brick and then build. Yeah. You know I mean, don't, don't look at it as negative stuff. It's always the feedback, long as, I feel like as long as it's constructive, not deconstructive um, to you, then that's, that's good feedback because that way you can be like okay I can I can build on this and we this went wrong how can we do this oh yeah and then how you also talk you know with your people you know they want to know that you're the same person you know yeah you know I mean you don't have to be depending on what you're doing yeah you know well in I mean no matter what you're doing though mm-hmm. it's um this, this topic's obviously been brought up a bunch especially uh-huh. in this podcast yes but the biggest thing I live by every single day okay. is you are the average of everyone that you hang out with. Mm-hmm. Psychologically, we adapt to our surroundings. And so no matter what, that saying will always be 100% true. true. But I've seen it myself. Like when I first moved somewhere else or when I go somewhere else, sometimes like the first people that you meet aren't the people that you're supposed to be hanging out with. It's just the most convenient people. You have to dig deep for those people that can help bring you up, and sometimes that's building yourself. Like I didn't meet the people that are in my circle now that I constantly hang out with, or right. that I constantly network with, or anything until I worked super hard on building myself. Mm. I stopped going out so much. I stopped partying so much. I stopped yeah. Yeah. doing this and being lazy and hanging out with these people. And I started mm-hmm. working on myself, and eventually, I eventually like grew into knowing all these other people that are like, I mean, that's kind of the lifestyle I live. And yeah. they're on this whole other level of quote-unquote success. But yeah. a lot of it just goes into just, like, it, it sucked cutting the bad apples from the tree. Oh, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because, like, you build a relationship with sure. these people. They're still your sure. friends. And sure. it's not to say that they're anything less than you. It's sure. just 
different if they're on a different wavelength than you mm-hmm. then they might be bring you on their wavelength even though you're supposed to be on this other wavelength sure. and so like it, it it's it's been hard to like say no to some people like mm-hmm. hey let's go hang out i'm like i, I can't man i can't i gotta stay back and they're like okay and then you guys don't talk for a year or something you look back and they're still doing some bullshit over here while well, you've finally grown and they're like yo what happened you're like you've changed and you're like that's a compliment to me. The fact that you're saying I changed, that's a huge compliment to me. Because I grow the growth. I wanted to change. We're supposed sure. to change. We're supposed sure. to develop. Sure. And I didn't want to stay over here. And I, I've had to look back on that. And mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people that have come up to me and they're like, oh, man, I just I, I feel stuck. And I'm like, well, first thing I'm going to ask is who do you hang out with? What's mm-hmm. your circle looking like? Mm-hmm. Do you what do you do? What What's your constant activity? Are you right. going out every weekend? Are you doing this? Are you paying attention to yourself and what's going to develop you are you running sitting down writing out your goals and figuring out a plan to do sure. all that or are you just being like you know what let's smoke some weed and do this all day sure and like I have no problem with people that smoke weed or drink and all that kind of stuff sure, sure, there's sure. a time and place for everything sure there's those sure. like anytime I go to these bars or something and I see all these people that are constantly there that are just oh yeah we're regulars here we drop a couple hundred dollars at the bar every weekend or something I'm like mm-hmm you're, I can tell you're really unhappy with your life. The fact that you're here instead of trying to enjoy life, instead of trying to chase all this other stuff, you're trying to pick up the same bartender for the last three weeks and she's ten, telling you no every single time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of unfulfillment that you have to try to find. 100%. Yeah. They find it. They find it called, that's what I was saying earlier. Escape it. Yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? That's what, that, that's what was going on. That's why I was like making a mint because that's what they were doing. Escape it. Everything, they were losing their homes and it was yeah. messed up. They lost their jobs. It was messed up. So they're burning through their life savings. They're like, well, you know, might as well live. That's what they're thinking. Not like you said, how can I pivot from this? How can I build a different business? How can I get around some people that are going through the same thing? How can we work together to get out of this stump? You know, and and depression is real. You know, Um, it's very real. And um, especially in the creative space, Uh, I've seen, you know, I've lost friends um, that, you know, took their life, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, Especially in the creative industry, because yeah. in the creative yeah. industry, in order to thrive, you have to know how to be in tune with yourself and your mm-hmm. emotions. Like, check. That, that's the whole point of being creative. Creativity yeah. isn't just something that can be just put on like an, an automated type of process. It, you have to creativity sparks from something within, whether it's yeah. dark or light or yep. depending like music. Music yep. is like the most emotional type of thing. Sure. And that's why some people, they have one-hit wonders versus they have constant things because it's like they can constantly write. And people are like, oh, how do you write so many songs? Like, because uh-huh. I write what I'm feeling. There you go. It comes from a place, I, of, it's a place of truth. Yeah. You know, it's a, and music is unique because it goes to the left and right brain. Yeah. So, you know, so it's it's, it's going like that, you know. So um, I agree with you on that. You know, that's why I said... You know, when you are putting on the clothes, it does elevate. You know, that's reason yeah. why the goal is with House of Donaldson again is yeah. to deliver confidence through custom luxury. Oh, the the confidence and feeling I have when I'm wearing a proper suit, like I go. walk different, I feel different, I sure. talk different, sure. I feel like I'm like I'm walking mm-hmm. through and I'm like, ooh, okay, my shoulders are up. Absolutely, I'm, like Absolutely. it delivers something else versus mm-hmm. like when I'm looking like not like this, but like. When I'm in shorts and a t-shirt or something, I'm like, sure. all right, whatever. Or like even the gym, like obviously I don't wear a suit and tie at the gym. Sure. But there, I'm like, okay. And like you said, it's about where you're at and what you're doing. For me, I can be in loungewear at the gym and still be in a good thing because it's my environment and that's what's socially acceptable. Sure. Sure. But if I'm staying in that all day and I'm out at dinner and 
pajamas and stuff. But, but as a designer or a businessman, that that's what they that's what you do. Yeah, it might behoove you to be wearing what you wear. You wear you need to wear what you sell. Yeah. So you know, and live that lifestyle because again, it's hard to if I pull up in like you said in a in a tracksuit or something, then I'd be like, hey, what's up? It's time to get a suit. They'd be like, what are you wearing? Like, yes. this is scary. That's like, you thing. don't even care. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Again, there it goes. So or when you're wearing the suit and you're just walking around, just doing business, look good, feel good. And people are like, man, you look sharp. What do you do? Then you say suits. They're like, oh wow, makes sense. Please yeah. give me your card. I'm in the market for yeah. X. Or if I'm in a suit, I'm a real estate guy. Oh wow, well, I am I'm in the market because it's gonna right. It's gonna the energy is gonna be gra- they're gonna gravitate towards that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh, I work at uh, you know in finance. Oh wow, yeah, I'm looking for a yeah. new money manager. You know? Oh yeah, thanks man or whatever. So I mean, you're it's it's on purpose, and even going towards um, certain environments, yeah, where your target demographic just kicks it. You know, they're reading books if it's the library, or it's like at a high end uh, uh, cigar spot, or yeah. at Ocean's Forty Four or something. And just do happy hour. Just yeah. just just hang out at the bar, hang out where they would hang out. Yeah, and you'd be surprised on the type of conversations are, are had. You'd be surprised on how business relationships are built. Um, but again. You, you know, it's like just like a lion, right? Yeah. You can't. You if you're looking for gazelles, you don't get. You don't. You don't go over to where elephants graze. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It, it's cool. So. It's funny that you mentioned that too, because um, so I took a business class a little while ago when I was first starting my um, one of my first companies, mm-hmm. and one of the very first things that they taught us is to create your target audience, mm-hmm. and it's not just to like generalization is the killer. Okay. I learned that in acting class. Ooh, I learned good. that. It's good. I learned that I in that. marketing class. Generalization is the killer. Mm. You need to be specific. And they're like, okay, yep. what is their age? What do they like? What is their favorite food? What do they do for their free time? What, like, seriously, like, completely, like, oh, this is the character name John, and yep. John likes to do this, 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 mm-hmm. and this. He's this mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. and doing that. And when you start thinking like them, you start like, okay, yep. And I, when you were saying that, it kind of clicked with me with like, that's how you can increase your network is Mm -hmm. by thinking like okay i want to be a business entrepreneur who is in the fashion industry and doing this it's like okay well think about where they would hang out are they hanging out at that shady little dive bar are they hanging out at some frat party no they're hanging out at like you said like that high-end cigar lounge Mm -hmm. they're in scottsdale the high-end fashion or the high this or look at events if there's a high fashion event going on yeah it might be 300 dollars to get in but you can guarantee the other people are going to be absolutely. there, absolutely. And so it's like absolutely. sometimes you have to make that initial investment of yep. like, you know what, this is a thousand dollars for me to get in, but who am I going to meet there that I can? It's never that has never failed me. I mean, yeah. Some of the, some of the networking events that I've gone to over the course of two years have netted me like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, going to networking events, where like exactly what you said. Yeah. Easy, easy. And then what's cool is once you tap in with like you were talking about six degrees and three degrees of separation. Once you tap in one gentleman, yeah, he's gonna tell three of his friends, and then they're yeah. gonna come back, and they and it just continues to grow. You know, six guys can give you, you know, twenty four. Cl- I mean, yeah. real quick. You know, well, especially so. if you make the impression on them, especially yeah. if you can yeah. make some sort of notable impression on them sure. when you first meet them, that they that like if something gets triggered in another conversation with somebody else, mm-hmm. they can be like, oh, actually, that just reminded me of this guy I just met last week mm-hmm. at this event. He was wearing a super sharp suit, really cool watch. We talked about some really interesting stuff, and it's like, yeah. actually, you guys might be able to get along. Like, happens all the time. Yeah, that's literally happens how it happens. Time. I mean, yep. 
I've that's one of the ways that I got so far even in acting. Like obviously I'm not an A-list actor. Okay. But I've had to go to different networking events. It's cost me a little bit of money. But the amount of directors I've met, the amount of producers, the amount of yep. people there and like entrepreneurs, even for being part of this organization that we're part of. Yeah. At first, I was a, I was a little bit hesitant, but then I was like, you know what? This could be a giant investment in myself. I'm yeah. going to be surrounded by people I need to be surrounded by. Right. It's going to cost me X amount of dollars, but what's going to be more worth the opportunities that this affords me or saving that extra little bit every month or whatever kind yeah, of thing I mean, on, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned film, right? Yeah. We, got, uh, we, did, uh, we just finished uh, this last month. This is the new month, June. Uh, but last month we did Kane's uh, Film Festival in France. Really? And yes, we did. Oh my gosh! Yes, we did. That's a yes, dream for me. Yes, Being an actor, that's like candy. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I know you light up on that one. Yeah. So, so what we did was um, we're part of the gifting suite. Um, we work with a um, you know shout out to DPA. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're the um, company that works with the celebrities and the gifting suites all around the world. Right? Yeah. You know, anything Oscars, Academy Award, you name it, and. What they did was they reached out to me via email. And they was like, "Hey, you want to be a part of this? You just gotta, sh- you got you gotta send your product, yeah, you know, this way." So I was like, "Perfect." So I had my manufacturer produce um, a bunch of um, uh, luggage tags mm-hmm. uh, from the house of Donaldson, right? Premium brand, right? And what we did, what I did with that is I had them insert a QR code, yeah, and <laughs> then uh, has house of Donaldson the EIG. You send the QR code. And then you follow. You can follow us on social media. So there are luggage tags that you could just put on your on your on your back. But it was yeah. able to connect with a ton of different celebrities that way. And you never know. One or two might reach out eventually. DM say, "Hey, well, I was at Canes and I saw your you know luggage tags. You yeah, some suits. I'll need some of the red carpet." So that's that's gonna again one of those type of seeds, like you said, making that investment, and putting that seed in the ground. Yeah, and then growing it from there. Well, yeah, especially because, like, yeah, it probably cost you a little bit of manufacturing oh, to send yeah. these out. But, can't, like, something like Kane's Film Festival, mm-hmm. one of the biggest types of film festivals ever. Mm-hmm. Celebrities of all walks of life go to something like that. So uh-huh. if they can pick it up and be like, shoot, my luggage tag just broke. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they take this and, like, yo, what's this? And then they look it up and that's how they can be like, hey, I know this is going to be really weird, but I'm Tom Cruise and I saw your luggage tag I just so happened mine broke last week and I needed a new one I yeah. don't like going to Walmart and just getting the crappy ones because I can't go I'm too famous mm-hmm. what, what can you do and that's how you make those connections it's like oh yeah yeah absolutely and it's like so that might cost you a little bit but yep. that vet investment could be like oh well now Tom Cruise is one of my uh, clients and I'm, I custom make him a thing everywhere he goes there you go he gets like three of them a year and then one year it's like oh we have golden gloves I need a custom suit for the golden globe awards there you go cool all right, it's going to be this. You just made yourself a huge client off of a little bit of an investment, but it just increased everything more. And then obviously the network that he has is like, yo, where'd you get that suit? That is tight. Correct. Oh, it's from this guy. I have a, I have a guy down in Phoenix who yep. custom makes everything. Sure. There you and go. And then boom. Connections. It, yep. it, it just explodes. Exactly. All right. Wow. <laughs> Man. Well, this, is, this has been absolutely amazing. I'm super glad that we finally get to sit down and talk. Yep. Well, I knew like the second I saw you saw the suit and everything I'm like <laughs> I, I I was yeah. magnetized to you I thank was like you, I, I gotta talk to this guy this guy's got a story this guy he's he's got he's got something going on behind that and I need to kind of dig in a little bit because that's the whole thing with this is like mm-hmm. when you were talking about the social media thing earlier yeah, I like to get to know someone for who they actually are instead of like what they post about and kind of get the story behind kind of because as an entrepreneur 
you have to learn from everything around you. Absolutely. And so part of me doing this is like getting someone of any industry. I don't care what kind of industry you're part sure. of. Because I can, I might not be in the fashion industry myself. Sure. But a lot of the stuff, it's universal. It is. Like it is. something yeah. I learned in marketing class for this can be transfer, transferred into being reiterated for this. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's really awesome to kind of see the similarities and everything like that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I so much appreciate you taking oh, thank the time. You I know that you're probably a very busy guy. So oh, yeah. the fact that you took yeah. some time to sure. come and talk to me. Thank you for having me. It, yeah. it means so much to me, truly. Absolutely, man. Um, any specific shout outs you want to give? Yeah, um, yeah. you can check us out at houseofdonaldson.com. Uh, you know, you can set your appointment there. Check out, your, check out our fabrics uh, or you can check out Being Dapper. We also do tuxedo rentals for Being Dapper. Um, we're in Arcadia. Um, doesn't matter really. All we need is your measurements. Um, we can do it uh, via Zoom. We do uh, virtual styling. Cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, House of Donaldson on IG, House of Donaldson on LinkedIn, as well as uh, check out uh, House of Donaldson on Facebook and uh, in the House of And again, we love delivering confidence through custom luxury because you're the masterpiece. We just add the details. Oh, I love it. That's the, the taglines are the best part. I Thank love you. like little things. Yeah. Um, and speaking of taglines, I'm going to have you do your little tagline that I was telling you about before. Okay. So, hi, my name is full name, and then I've just been unmasked, so I'll let you go right. ahead and do that. Hi, this is J.C. Donaldson with the House of Donaldson, and I just put on a full mask. Perfect. Oh, just been unmasked. But Who put on a mask? Oh, no, it's I've just been unmasked. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, you, 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 you got the editing software. So, hi, this is J.C. Donaldson with House of Donaldson. And I have just now been unmasked. There we go. Heck there yeah. Go. Thank right. you.